0: So, if somebody comes in with a heart attack at whatever hour that might be, um, the doctor who meets them and um, opens up that blocked artery that is causing the heart attack is someone like myself. Um, so, I meet patients uh, in the throes of, you know, a heart attack sometimes in the hospital, and at times when they come in uh, through the emergency room for other problems, such as congestive heart failure, or rhythm issues, things of that nature. Obviously. Uh, Nobody wants to meet me unless they have to.
1: <laughs> Welcome to South Coast Health's More Than Medicine podcast. Today we're talking about your heart and how to keep it healthy. The voice you just heard was that of Dr. Nasheen Javed, and she's a cardiac interventionist with South Coast Health and one of the people you might meet if you ever had a heart attack. But let's back up for a minute, because while heart disease is the number one cause of morbidity for both men and women, it doesn't need to be. As Dr. Javed tells us, treatments available for heart disease today have improved dramatically. But equally important, there's a lot you can do to help prevent it.
0: I think heart disease and prevention of heart disease is more in our hands, so that if, we do certain things, such as we eat, uh, we eat healthy, we exercise, we stop smoking, we keep our weights in check. Um, we can prevent a lot of the heart disease that we encounter and lead much healthier lives uh, than we do now. Heart disease is proportionally related to unhealthy habits so say if somebody smoked more than 15 cigarettes a day their mortality can be more than five times higher than somebody who does not smoke similarly something that we call the body mass index which is basically your weight um, uh, basically a ratio of your weight and your height um, if that is High and you're in the unhealthy or obese uh, population, you know, your risk of heart disease could be five times higher than somebody who has an ideal body weight.
1: And does it go up sequentially? So the sort of more weight you add on, perhaps like over the years, then the the higher degree of risk for heart disease?
0: Absolutely. So the higher the weight, the more uh, the risk of heart disease and overall mortality. Uh, Similarly, if, People exercise, and by exercise I mean moderate degree of exercise so that, you know, you're breathing harder and you can't talk in full sentences for about 30 minutes five times
1: a week. So a little bit heavier than just walking kind of thing.
0: Or walking at a faster clip, you know, so that you do feel that your heart's pumping blood to your body at a faster rate. Um, If you do that about five times a day, five times a week, it can lead to uh, much improved outcomes compared to somebody who is basically not exercising at all. Similarly, uh, making sure that your blood pressure is well controlled and your cholesterol is well well controlled um, can prevent various forms of heart disease down the road uh, as well as stroke. So every little bit matters and counts.
1: But one of the things that counts a lot is cholesterol. And as Dr. Javed tells us, despite a lot of negative media around statins, from her standpoint, they're important and they have positive results for patients.
0: Actually, when we look at patients who come in with heart attacks, uh, one of the the most uncontrolled risk factor that we see, so say you're extremely healthy, you're fit, you're not smoking, you don't have diabetes, still one of the commonest things that we see is that the cholesterol is uncontrolled. So, you know, I know there's a lot of sort of bad press in the community about statins, and people think that statins cause all sorts of problems, but for those of us who work in a cath lab day in and day out, we see a lot of benefits from them. And uh, it's important to get that cholesterol under control. So I'll give you an example, you know, if we talk about the Paleolithic man, or hunter-gatherers, so to speak, um, their average cholesterol was 100. Now, in the U.S. population, the current accepted value for norm is 200. So, so even when we think our cholesterols are fairly normal, they're not. They're not, and they're not um, meant to be biologically. We are not meant to be biologically having those kinds of high cholesterol you know we need to move away from those patterns and we need to eat a lot healthier we need to get active a lot more and uh, and 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 we can really make a difference in our lives if uh, we exercise if we eat healthy if we stop smoking if we keep our weights in check and if we actually take a good amount of fruits and vegetables and nuts, uh, you know, on a regular basis, just by doing those simple things, you can bring your risk of not only heart disease, stroke, but also things like cancer down, and even Alzheimer's by a tremendous amount. So there's no alternative for healthy living, you know. Uh, Pills are pills, but uh, if you lead a healthy lifestyle, you know, There are people in various parts of the world who never see a doctor and still, you know, live on to have very long healthy lives because they live their lives like, say, the Paleolithic man lived. Or
1: the Mediterranean diet, which has been sort of promoted for that.
0: Yeah, so uh, we get, I asked about the diet a lot and the only diet that has actually convincingly been shown to reduce cardiovascular outcomes is the Mediterranean diet. And it's basically nothing but a diet rich in fish and poultry and nuts and more fruits and vegetables and olive oil, you know. So um, so it's, it's nothing magic, but it's eating in moderation and eating healthier things. Our diets are very rich in sugar and sodium, and that's unfortunately sort of, you know, I think that some of it, some of the ownership has to go to the, to the, to the, you know people who are in the food business people will say well well we don't eat any sweets yeah but you're eating a lot of pasta and bread and pizza you know so that's a lot of carbs um, so just understanding that you know you don't need that amount of carbs and that your diet should be rich in protein and fruits and vegetables um, and nuts and not so much in bread and pasta and pizza, you know, is, is important.
1: That's good to know, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, good and bad. I mean, I, I think things in moderation a pizza once are, a while is are okay. Yeah, right. so a pizza once in a while is okay, you know, but you have to have things in moderation.
1: Well, after ensuring that we could still have pizza, which quite frankly was a relief, I asked Dr. Javed about women in heart disease. While more women will actually end up with heart disease than men, statistics show that only about half of women are aware of this, and therefore, it doesn't get enough attention and may not get brought up in discussions with their primary care physician.
0: Women have to first of all realize that their number one killer is also heart disease. It's not cancer. you know. So they have to be very cognizant of the fact that you know, at the end of the day, it might be the heart disease that gets them and not something else. Uh, We do have some protection from our hormones, but once that protection is gone in postmenopausal women, we particularly see a rise in heart disease. Uh, So as we get older, actually, we get more heart disease than men do. Um, So it's important to recognize that. And when you go to your primary care physician and they're telling you, well, your blood pressure is high and may need to lower that or you may need to make some changes, you may need to drop weight, eat less salt. Uh, you know, those ty- types of things, making those changes in your diet, and then, you know, sometimes taking the, the aid of the medications because, let's face it, you know, I mean, these therapies, as much as heart disease is the biggest killer, the most advances in U.S. in terms of uh, improving outcomes has also been in heart disease. So we used to have very high... Um, mortality rates from heart disease, and then over the years, they have kept dropping, and it is because of the good therapies that we had, that most of it we have over here at South Coast. Um, So making sure that your blood pressure is under good control, you have that conversation with your primary care physician, your cholesterol is under good control, and then if you need the help of medications to ensure that you do that um, is important. And then also making sure that you pay attention to things like chest pain, shortness of breath. In women, a lot of times, uh, uh, a very common symptom of, of heart disease could be shortness of breath. It's well recognized. It could be heartburn. Uh, it could sometimes simply be just you know nausea and vomiting. Um, and I've seen people actually stay at home with these types of uh, problems for a long time, and by the time they come to us, it's just too late. So recognizing that these can be symptoms of heart disease and seeking medical attention is important. Uh, Especially if you have risk factors, you know that we talked about, smoking, weight, inactivity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, because every little thing contributes. And as we get older, we, we, we all start to have atherosclerosis in our bodies, which is basically the plaque buildup and it just continues over time. Um, So as we get older, that's why you see older people being afflicted with heart disease more than younger people. I'm not saying, you know, every heartburn is heart disease, but, uh, you know, it could be.
1: Like many diseases, it's important to know your family's medical history for heart disease, too. And as Dr. Javed points out, there's not only one reason for knowing that history, there's actually many.
0: We're actually realizing that family history is a very potent risk factor in terms of heart disease and in some studies uh, we are seeing that it may be on on the same level as diabetes. So diabetes is a very powerful risk predictor for heart disease and uh, you know having a strong family history where say um, a male first-degree relative had a heart attack before the age of 55 or a female first-degree relative had a heart attack before the age of 65 can be a very powerful predictor of heart disease um, for someone. And then there's also heart diseases uh, that run in the family, you know, so sometimes we hear about, you know, a young athlete, you know, having a cardiac arrest on the field. A lot of those are genetic predispositions, you know, so there are variants of heart disease that can be related to the heart muscle or to a rhythm problem uh, that can lead to what we call sudden death. Uh, So if a family member had sudden death, especially a first-degree family member, and especially in the setting of activity, that can be a reason to go to your primary care physician and say, you know, I need to get screened.
1: And what what would be the screening for that?
0: So it depends. So there are various conditions. So for example, we have something called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is a disarray of the muscles and a thickening of the heart muscle. And that in certain popu- that can be that is one of the most common causes of starting cardiac death. So It could be simply an EKG, an echocardiogram, or sometimes it may need genetic testing. Um, Similarly, for some of these rhythm problems, it could be something as simple as an EKG to genetic testing and things of that nature. So then um, it becomes a little bit more nuanced, but recognizing that if one of your first-degree family relatives died suddenly, that's a very powerful predictor of sudden death and other people and to seek medical attention.
1: As we were finishing up the interview, I asked Dr. Duvet if there was anything else that she wanted to make sure we covered.
0: I think the one thing that I do want people to know is that we have great resources within our community and we are very proud of our cardiovascular program here at South Coast. Uh, We have some of the best outcomes in the country in terms of patients with heart disease and we consistently rank Um, by all the various, you know, ranking systems as in the, you know, uh, in the top 50 um, uh, or so for providing cardiovascular care. So we have excellent care here within the community. We do a lot of advanced Procedures within South Coast, including for blocked arteries, for valvular heart disease, we provide a whole host of array of services, and I think we have to have this in our backyard is wonderful because you're getting state-of-the-art medical care for which you don't have to travel for the most part to uh, to anywhere else, and I think that that's great and. It's good to know that we do have that available to us, including open heart surgery and uh, even more. Most of the advanced care options are at Charlton, but you know, all of our hospitals are very well equipped and most of our staff rotates between all the hospitals. So we are very good about recognizing no matter what campus you present to that we get you the care you need and for those patients who need to be brought over to Charlton that we do that. So, you know, no matter where you show up in South Coast, you know, you can rest assured that, you know, you'll get a good heart team.
1: Thank you Dr. Javed, for taking time to be with us today. If you'd like to learn more about heart health and all the cardiac and related services available at South Coast Health, please visit us at southcoast.org. And thanks for joining us.